Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 44 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to take the diabetes distress test. These are all true or false questions, but we're going to discuss each one. I feel burned out by all the attention and effort that diabetes demands of me. Wow, it sounds just like you... The, the question sounds just like your, your response. You, you, you sound burned out. Uh, I mean, aren't you sometimes? Yes. Um, diabetes is a constant, never-ending thing that never goes away and, and eats at you constantly. Yeah, it's a constant reminder every day, every part of your life is wrapped around it. So, I have a feeling that most of these questions that are going to be on here are mostly going to be true, to be honest with you. Mm, I suspect so, too. I, I remember a couple of years ago, I told our endocrinologist that I felt really burned out by diabetes, and um, she recommended a book. The name is something like The Diabetes um, Survival Guide, maybe? Oh. I forget the name. Okay. I started to read it, and it was so, so out of date, but apparently there's no other book like it since. Oh, huh. well, maybe that's something we should work on. Maybe we should make a transcript of this podcast and sell it. <laughs> Become millionaires. We don't even know if anybody listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> True. We are shouting out into the abyss. It bothers me that diabetes seems to control my life. I, I would say false to that. It, the reason being is I know it does. I came to grips with that a long time ago. Well, and you were diagnosed when you were 12, which was a very, 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 very long time ago. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, really, if I'm being honest, what it's like not to have it. Well, that's that's just, that's really hard to picture. It's, it, but that's my truth, you know what I mean? So, no answer to that one for you? Oh, it controls parts of my life, diabetes. You know, there are things that I do and don't do because of the diabetes. So, uh, I don't think it controls my whole life. Okay. I am frustrated that even when I do what I am supposed to do for my diabetes, it doesn't seem to make a difference. That's often very true. I try to be a bit scientific about it. N normally, when you, you go on insulin, the doctor says, like, Take so many units after each meal. And if you eat more, take more. And if you eat less, take less. And there's no other medicine in the world that is prescribed like that. No. Well, and then it's frustrating, too, is because there's, I know for me, I could go and have the same meal. And, you know, being a type 1, my diet, my, my pancreas doesn't work at all for insulin secretion. But I will sit there and I will take the same amount of insulin for the same exact meal 
One time it'll be perfectly fine and it'll lower it. Sometimes it doesn't lower it enough. And then there's other times where it lowers it way too much. And it's the same amount of insulin, same meal, because you know how I am. I eat a lot of the same things over. And it's due, it really depends on the activity of that day. You know, if I come home and just take a nap after eating, I'll, you know, most of the time it'll be fine. But if I go and we go to the zoo or, you know, become real active, it'll drop. So that does get frustrating. That's kind of where I was going, but I think we should move on with the test. Okay. No matter how hard I try with my diabetes, it feels like it will never be good enough. True. I I, I don't. There there is no alternative. It's, uh, it's not like I'm going to say you know I'll try a new haircut or a, a different jacket or or something like that uh, no matter what i do it will still be there i can't go on a vacation from diabetes mm-hmm. really the the only way to be good enough would be to you know cure it i guess yeah and i don't foresee that coming down the pipeline anytime soon so are they really even looking to for a cure for it they have done experiments with uh, beta cells for type 1 diabetics to get their pan- pancreas insulate cells to grow again. I don't think they've had much success. Yeah. I'm so tired of having to worry about diabetes all of the time. It It is a, a burden. And yes, you get tired of it. But you you can't just say, well, I'm just not going to think about that because you do that long enough, you'll die. Mm-hmm. Do Do you feel tired about diabetes all the time? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's, like I said, it's just, it's really just a part of my life. I try not to dwell on it too much because then it can be really depressing. But yeah, I have a feeling, like I said, that I think most of these questions are going to be true. Uh, the answer to these, so we'll just have to keep moving along. When it comes to my diabetes, I often feel like a failure. Mm, I would say false on that, because I know it's 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 fluid. It, you have your ups and downs. So you know, I know there's days that I'm have that I'm that I feel good about it, and there's days where I don't feel good about it. I decided a long, long time ago that nothing. Is going to make me feel like a failure. Yeah. And diabetes is one of those things that is not going to do that to me. Mm-hmm. It depresses me when I realize that my diabetes will likely never go away. No, I came to grips with that a long time ago. That it's that it's part of waking up and going to bed. I can't say that for myself. It 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 does often depress me that I'm faced with this the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's it's a lot like AIDS was. You know, at one time, an AIDS diagnosis was a a terminal diagnosis. You, You were going to die. Since then, they've come up with all kinds of miraculous drugs, and it's more like a maintenance disease. Uh, somebody who has it just has to take medicine for the rest of their lives, and they'll live. And diabetes is a lot like that. 
Yeah, but okay. Um, and I might be confused though. But the the difference is that diabetes will slowly erode your body, where your vision will start going, loss of limbs, uh, kidney dialysis. Whereas AIDS, I don't think you get any of that, do you? Well, it all depends on what kind of opportunistic infections you get from from HIV. Okay. Um, it, it's not the same deterioration, but it's similar. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Living with diabetes is overwhelming for me. Boy, you got that out quick. It's not always overwhelming, but it often is. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. You said that so matter of a of a faculty that I can't help but think that it's true for you. Yeah. It's, but it's like I said, I mean, it's, this is just part of my life. You know, we, me, you know, we both have it, but like, you know, we talked about, I've had it since I was 12 years old. So it's, I don't think it, it's overwhelming for me, but it is, it is it is what it is. It it it's my name, my being, everything is synonymous with diabetes. So when you think of yourself, you think of a person with diabetes. Yeah, I guess so. That's a, an integral part of what you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel the same way, um, probably because it takes up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. I mean. In, it, can you think of a day where we didn't discuss something non-diabetic? No, I can't think of one. Yeah, say. Um, simply because <laughs> at every meal, the, the question is, did you remember to take your insulin? Mm-hmm. Or how much insulin should I take? Or oh, I'm having low blood sugar. Oh, I need to eat because my blood sugar might be getting low. Or I need some more insulin because my blood sugar is high. Wait a minute, how many carbohydrates are in this? Was there a lot of sugar in this? Was a lot of protein, and I think a lot of people don't realize they don't have those conversations because they're not normal conversations. But that's one of the benefits of not being a diabetic, so you don't have to deal with that. And then when you're not around, those are conversations that I'm having in my head when I go out to eat with friends or if I'm at work. Oh, let me check my blood sugar real quick, make sure it's not getting low, all that stuff. So it's it's constantly in your life and if it's not then you're really doing something wrong true i worry that i won't be able to pay for my diabetes care medicines or supplies (laughs) yeah i could go off on this question but i'm not going to guess i think everybody who has diabetes worries about that especially the way the uh health care uh in this country is so if you don't have insurance, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah um, you're, you're just going to die. Yeah. People cannot afford $1,100, $2,000 a month for insulin, something that costs them 10 bucks to make. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no... If there was a universal health care system, and I'm not saying necessarily government provided, but if there was something where you could spread those costs out amongst everyone, it, it would be uh, negligible. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not the kind of system we have. We're, we're the only industrialized country in the world that doesn't have universal health care. 
mm-hmm. and it's just shameful. Very shameful. When it comes to family and friends, it disappoints me that I'm pretty much on my own with diabetes. No, I, no, I, I, all my friends and family know, and they support me. I think that it's that way with my family as well. Um, at, at least they're aware of it. I can't say that any of any of my family are negative about my diabetes. They, they just know it's there. Mm. I worry a lot that I could have a serious low glucose event. I have had several. I'm still recovering from the last one when um, I passed out with my foot caught under the refrigerator door and pulled all the tendons in my foot and up my leg. And I'm still walking with a cane because of it. Your low glucose events have been a lot more dramatic when when you have a diabetic seizure because your glucose went too low you you aren't you anymore um, because the brain is what makes a person the person and when the brain is starved of glucose uh, it quits you're not there anymore. It's it's like an empty shell. And it takes you hours to come back from it. You're, you're always saying, where am I? What happened? You, you, when you come out of it, you over and over and over again, you say, what happened? Because you, you, you weren't there. You don't have any memory of it. And it's... Um, it seems to bother you quite a bit, I can tell by the way. It's a really awful thing to experience. I'm sorry. I am scared that I might have a serious low glucose event when I'm out in public. That has happened to us. We were at a Renaissance festival, mm-hmm. and you started to feel bad. You, you did a blood test, and it was very, very low. And we knew we needed to get somewhere where you could get a a sugary drink or something and on our way to try to get to a booth to get something you you passed out and had your seizure and uh, i i will say there were some really great people who helped us get through that but it was i can't say it was an embarrassment i i was too focused on what to do for you at the time i did it's like uh, we might as well have been on a desert island, but I, I knew there were all pe- kinds of people around. It was uh, kind of a surreal event. I don't remember. I remember sitting down beforehand and testing my pleasure, and then I don't remember anything after that. You kind of woke up in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I do worry about it because um, it has happened in the past, but I've gotten better about it. It doesn't control everything that I do when I go out, but it is in the back of my mind, unfortunately. So. And now everywhere we go, we have glucose tablets with us. Oh, yeah. Just just put it in your pocket because you never know. Yeah, I don't leave the house out anymore without those glucose tablets in my pocket. I worry a lot about developing serious complications from diabetes. No, I don't worry about it a lot. I know part of it. It's just part of the program, obviously. I've already had lost my leg due to complications with diabetes, so. 
and and you've lost some vision. Mm-hmm. I do worry a lot about that, mainly because I want to be a good provider, and I, I you know, if I if I don't keep tabs on it, um, you know, I I could lose my leg uh, or or worse my sight, and and not be able to uh, earn a living, and that would be really bad for us. Yeah. So, yes, that's something that I do worry about a lot. When it comes to medical care, it upsets me that I'm mostly on my own with diabetes. Very true. With a a lot of things, there are social care is is part of the process. They'll have a person who is an expert on your situation who can help you and navigate all the government requirements and insurance requirements and things like that. But there doesn't seem to be anything like that for everyday diabetes people. It does. I don't like it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, you get diagnosed with it and then it's like, here, you're on your own now. Um, you know, even when we get into the hospital for other things, it's, Oh, you're diabetic. Oh, here, what's your blood sugar here? We'll test it for you. But they have no clue what they're doing. And I mean, I don't fault them. They already have enough things they need to remember. But there's not much support there. I remember one time when you were in the hospital, you you were using your insulin pump. And it was very close to running out of insulin. And I had all of the equipment to refill your pump, except I didn't have a syringe. And... um, a, a doctor had come by to talk to you. I think it was the the what do they call it the 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 person who was on call the the doctor who was on call, and she went and got a syringe for us, and she watched the process that I would go through to change the cannula, um, fill the the pump. Uh, I mean, there's like a twenty step process and she stood there in fascination while i pulled the cannula while i filled it with insulin got the pump reset um, everything she was just fascinated i don't think she'd ever seen anything like that before Mm -hmm. and she's a doctor and probably has no idea how complicated it is to change the insulin in a pump yeah it's kind of crazy I guess that's why we have specialists. Yeah, that's true. It makes me feel bad that I must hide my diabetes from others. No, I never hide it from anybody. Well, every once in a while when we're at a restaurant, you you want to wait till we get back to the car to take your insulin. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. I've, I've gotten better about that, but yeah. For me, no. I, I'll just take my syringe out. Um, plug in my carbs, get get the ratio from my the app on my phone, and I'll inject myself right there at the table. I figure if people are offended or or can't handle it, they should just look away. Yeah, I, I'm not proud of being a diabetic, but I'm not ashamed of it either. Yeah, that's true. It frustrates me that my eating often feels out of control. Um. Yeah, sometimes 
especially when I'm really hungry and my blood sugar is high and I know that I just can't afford to have snacks. I, I think to myself, if I was just an ordinary person, I would go ahead and have that snack and my pancreas would take up the difference. And it, I wouldn't have to do anything. I wouldn't have to think about it at all. Yeah. Do Do you feel like eating gets out of control? No, um, I, I don't know. I just don't go and eat what I want. So, I mean, I don't, I don't get frustrated, which isn't the right answer from, you know, being a compliant diabetic. But, so, yeah, it just doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I'm getting better about it, but, you know, most of the time I'll take extra insulin if, you know, I figured might as well enjoy life while I'm here. I mean, if eating a pint of ice cream makes me happy, I'm going to do it. So It upsets me that I'm not really heard or understood by my health care providers. Mm, I don't agree with that. I think the doctors we have are pretty good. So, Well, I have to admit that uh, while our endocrinologist, we both have the same one, is, is great um, and very knowledgeable, always has an answer when we have a question. But my doctor, who is a general physician, has to know a lot, a little bit about a lot of things, just can't stay up to date on diabetes. And when I, uh, often, I have heard him say things that are just not right, that are not correct about diabetes. And and I have to correct him on them. So I, I can't say it's his fault. Nobody can be, no, no doctor can be as up to, to date on things. And I think that's why you have to be your own advocate. You mm. have to do your own research and find out what the right answers are. Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't escape the sinking feeling that diabetes is eventually going to get me. I, I don't want diabetes to get me. Um, uh, probably some combination of, of diabetic complications probably will. But uh, it would be nice to just die of old age. Mm, yeah. Finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've already resigned myself that it's going to be part of it, no matter what. So... I came to that realization a long, long time ago. <laughs> I worry that I don't pay enough attention to my diabetes. No. I don't either. I don't want it to control my life, but it kind of does. Yeah, well, it controls both our lives, but, you know, we don't... There's a fine line <clears throat> of um, letting it consume your life, taking care of it. I, I think we both pay enough attention to our diabetes we we don't ignore it at all yeah it upsets me that people in my life think less of me because i have diabetes false yeah false because if we ever had any people like that in our lives they wouldn't be in our lives anymore mm. you know um, if if there are any people that we know who think less of us because we have diabetes uh, uh they keep it to themselves yeah, I don't think we do, though. I, I don't either. It frustrates me that people in my life tempt me to eat foods or do things that are not good for my diabetes. 
balls. That hardly ever happens. Um, because I'm so honest about it, everybody knows I have diabetes. And there's nobody who says, oh, just have another donut. Yeah, I mean, what kind of asshole would you have to be to sit there and do that to a diabetic? I, I think we've filtered, I think we have people like that in our lives that would do that. Yeah. We, if we, anything, they'd probably look at us and go, don't eat that extra donut. Yeah. You shouldn't be eating that. Yeah, yeah. I often feel ashamed or embarrassed when other people know about my diabetes. False. Yeah, false for me, too. Uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of. No. I, I can't, at this point in my life, I can't even imagine why anybody would be. I think it would bother younger kids. Speaking of, did you ever go to diabetes camp when you were a kid? No, no. Um, nope. Because I hear... Lots of people who were type 1 diabetics who said it was the best thing for them because they were a kid who was around other kids who had the same problems and concerns and things in their life. And stopping to do their blood sugar, you know, everybody just got out their meter and did it. And that they felt more normal because of it. But, but you didn't have that experience? No. No. How did you, were were other kids curious about you having to do those things? I, I guess. I, I mean, I, it was just part of my life. I mean, when I got diagnosed, I know that they held a class in my elementary school for all the students there, you know, to teach them, you know, if I acted or did certain things, that it was okay. Kind of like a, I don't know, just, you know, if I had a little butcher event, get a teacher or stuff like that. I don't know. I wasn't part of the class, but I was told about it. You know, they, all my friends knew. It was just part of who I, who I am. So I was just, you know, I'd excuse myself to go take my insulin or, or my blood sugar or stuff like that. So. Well, that's great. Do they always do that for I, a type one diabetic? I, I don't know. I think it was a kind of a big deal. I remember it kind of being a big deal when I got diagnosed, but you know, I grew up in a, it was, it was kind of a small town during the winter. You know, during the summer, it was all, it was all, it was a resort town. So the locals that lived there, it wasn't very large. I mean, it wasn't very small, but. Well, I, I just can't imagine in the parochial school that I went to that they would ever do anything like that. Hmm. Uh, I could see them saying, um, your kid has special needs and, and we're not going to allow them in our, our school anymore. I, I really could imagine that happening. Wow, that's terrible. I worry that I can't get the healthy food I need for my diabetes. Mm, that That really shouldn't be true in America. No, I think that's false. It, it might. It might be a little bit more difficult. You can't just randomly pull stuff off the shelves. But you, if that's true for other Americans, um, it's a fault of the system. It's not a fault of themselves. Mm -hmm. No matter what I do, I feel that serious complications from diabetes will happen to me. There you have for me. And... There was nothing that could have been done 
No. No. Well, you you saw what it went from 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 point A to point B and how quickly it acted. Yeah. I mean, there was there was nothing I could do. You were there the day that I felt sick. We went to lunch together that day, and I didn't even eat. You came by to pick me up from work. And we went in the car and ate in the park, and I didn't even eat a lick. You had a sandwich, and I think I slept in the car the whole time. And then went home later that afternoon because I felt so sick. And that was Tuesday, and I had my leg amputated the following Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, times that I don't want to remember, really. Yeah, and I have a terrible memory. Well, a very good memory of remembering all of it like it was yesterday. I worry about how hard it is to get my health care appointments or pharmacy needs. No. Because we both have each other, really. Yeah, we're we're pretty good about when we need something that, that we do something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then we have our loved ones, too, that will make sure we get to our appointments and stuff, so. And like wound care, like right now you have a wound, but I have been with you for so, so many wound care appointments. I know exactly what to do, and we have all of the supplies. Mm-hmm. So even though wound care hasn't gotten back with you, you know, for you to get in, I think we're doing the exact same things they would have done if you could get in. Yeah. We're not stupid. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> some might argue that. It bothers me that I don't get as much exercise as I should. Sometimes it bothers me, like right now. I'm just, and I think more of it's that I just, I'm, I'm left feeling idle. I, uh, but, you know, in the long run, it's better off. So that's what I have to keep telling myself. But like right now, it's driving me crazy that um, I can't do more right now. So it does bug you when you can't get out of the house. It's driving me absolutely nuts. Well, I. I had been getting quite a lot of exercise when I had the gallbladder rupture. I I couldn't walk as much as I could just, just because of the pain and the, the physical demands of you know, recovering from the surgery. And then not too long ago, I had that, I, I passed out and, and hurt my ankle and my leg, and I have not been able to walk in the park like I like to. For all that time, I still can't. And so, yes, I, I do. I guess I say I, I, I worry that I'm not getting the exercise that I should right now. Yeah. I worry about having a serious low glucose event when I'm alone. No. Well, I'm never alone. Well, I remember before you came to, to live with me, you had your own apartment. And that was the thing that I worried about the most, that you would have a seizure and I would not know it, and you would not know it. Mm-hmm. I think it did happen once. I, I kind of doubt it because uh, with nobody there to give you glucagon or, you know, get your blood sugar up, I would think your your brain would just starve of glucose and you'd die. Well, doesn't your brain finally, like, kick in and release something from your liver sometimes? I don't know. I know that's what the glucagon does. Yeah. And that stuff is miraculous. I mean, in in just 
minutes, you're, you're back again. Hmm. I, I don't know, but it, it always did worry me when you were living by yourself and there was nobody there besides you. It annoys me when other people admonish me about some of the food that I eat. Yes, yes, it does annoy me. At work, you know, somebody brings donuts. I I come by, I take a look at the donuts to see what they look like, and people go, oh, no, you can't have one of those, you're diabetic. Hmm. You ever just grab one and say, mind your business, motherfucker? <laughs> That's something I would do. <laughs> No, um, but I, I often take it as an educational moment to say, look, I can eat anything I want as long as I can take enough insulin to cover it. Mm -hmm. I don't think people know that. I, I think. Well, people, you're really not supposed to still. I mean, it, well, depends on where you're at with your blood sugar. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. But um, I think people just think uh, donuts are forbidden. Are forbidden for diabetics, and no, they're not. Yeah, next time they do it, just say, "Hey, so what did you bring me in instead?" Hmm. Where, where's my hummus? Yeah, where's my hummus? Or <laughs> you know, just yeah. Wait, or just be a smartass and look at them and say, "Hey, way to be inclusive, hmm. Jack Holes." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know you love your job on the season. It upsets me that my healthcare provider seems to care more about my glucose levels than about me as a person. I think that's a false. Yeah, I don't think that's true for us at all. No. We have an endocrinologist who is a very, I, I think I'm going to say, wholesome person. She um, she does cover every aspect of it, even even the mental aspects, I think. Yeah. You can't say that about every doctor. but If we had a doctor who only cared about our glucose levels, I don't think they'd be our doctor for long. No. No, I, mean, I don't see us getting rid of her, of her for a long while anyway. Hmm. Okay. It hurts me that many people in my life don't understand what living with diabetes is really like. You can't fault people for ignorance. As I said a minute ago, I, anytime people who don't, don't understand, I, I consider it a teachable moment. And I try to help them to understand. It doesn't hurt me. Does it hurt you? No. That went quicker than I thought it was going to be. So what's your favorite joke right now? What do diabetic elves need to survive all the cookies and candy? Insulin cubes. I, what? What do they eat? Tinselin. Tinselin? Tinselin. That's good. That's cute. <laughs> that is a good one. I like that. We hope you've enjoyed episode 44 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.